All right, let me level with you for just one second. I don't believe in fortune tellers. Nothing about them really seems all that credible. But if I'm being honest with you, I will say that I do believe that there are moments that we get to take a peek into the future. For snapshots of time ranging between, oh, I don't know, 19 and 30 minutes, each fall we get to catch a glimpse of what the future faces of distance running look like as they learn their craft on the grass and in the mud of our cross-country courses. On this week's show, we take a peek into that future that I'm referring to as we sit down and chat with Seth Marcaccio, the 2016 CCAA cross-country champion from Fanshawe College, and Yves Sikawabu, the very first U-Sports men's cross-country champion. You're listening to The Terminal Mile, a Tracky Radio production. The Fanshawe cross-country team over the last 15 or so years has been something close to a dynasty, pulling down a ton of team banners over the years. This year was a bit of a transitional year, though, with Coach John Loney no longer in the ranks. Out of that, though, Seth Marcaccio rose and took the CCAA individual men's title in a stacked race. I reached Seth a little earlier this week. Um, so, you know, not a whole lot of people saw it just because the CCAA didn't have a live stream, and we'll get to that in a second. However, I want to know how did that race go? How did the CCAA uh, championship race go? Um, you know, especially with, with big players like uh, Rob Asselstyn and, and William uh, Chemno uh, behind you? Um, I mean, the uh, the goal was to win, I guess. Uh, the plan was pretty similar to what we did uh, two weeks before. I figured if if it comes down to a last, last uh, kilometer, I'm probably not going to win because I just don't have the sort of kick that I know uh, guys like Rob do have. So I guess the plan was uh, to just go out and try to run away with it. And I don't know, I took the lead pretty early on, earlier than I expected, and then just tried to just try to push it from there and see if anyone would go with me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I guess you could say, say it worked for sure. Um, so going back to that, as far as the exposure of the CCAA, I, I mean, uh, you ran a year, uh, with Western, which is, uh, which is part of the CIS now known as U sports, but you also, you also did the whole offset thing. Um, I mean, like, what was that like running in, what's it like running in the CCAA system where you get virtually no attention after coming from, you know, U sports CIS, uh, and offset? Well, I mean, I wasn't the uh, I wasn't the best runner in uh, high school. I mean, I think my priorities were more set on doing uh, doing uh, stuff like music. Um, so it was it was pretty cool going into Offsa, uh, seeing all the exposure, and then definitely uh, in the CIS. I mean, my time at Western uh, didn't last very long, um, but it was uh, there. Definitely is a lot more exposure. Um, compared to something like the uh, CCAA, um, I mean, I guess people people don't think that uh, runners in the CCAA are very good, which is, is a little annoying. Um, mm. I know it's, we just, uh, we don't ha- quite have the same sort of depth that the CIS has. I mean, there's, a, there's just a plethora of guys that, you know, can run, you know, under 31 for 10K, which in the CCAA you don't really have. Um, so I guess with there being more depth in the uh, CIS, um, there's naturally going to be a little bit more exposure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you uh, so continuing on with that? Do you think that the CCAA should be getting uh, more recognition, maybe maybe some more exposure, you know, to get it on on par with 
the U Sports level? Um, I I think it would be nice. Um, it it's something I I would like to see, but uh, realistically, I I don't really know if it'll uh, ever be quite the same. Um, yeah. For sure, for sure. So at Fanshawe, I mean, it's it's been uh, fairly well covered uh, on on the tracky boards, anyways. Um, with with uh, longtime coach John Loney, very successful there. Um, on his way out this year, um, in fact, you had uh, had new coaches: uh, Ashley Vandervecht, Sean Tilden, and and John Mason. Uh, Ashley has been there for a long time as as an associate and as as an assistant. Uh, John, I believe, went through the program as did uh, Sean. What what was the what was the program like? I mean, you were there both under under Loney and under Vandervek. So so, what can you tell me? Uh, you know about the program and how it differed. Uh, I mean, uh, going into this year, uh, we we were told that things were going to stay fairly similar, which is kind of what we wanted. Um, I'd say for the most part, there's a lot more emphasis on. Uh, aerobic kind of work a lot of our a lot of our workouts would be uh a lot of kind of tempos or fartleks or stuff like that mm. uh whereas last year uh we'd be doing a little bit more interval work i mean myself personally i i prefer doing kind of the tempo sort of stuff i guess more so than uh doing like 1k repeats or stuff like that but i mean everyone's different um i mean it it's it's worked well the last the last couple of years and I'm uh, hoping it'll work well for the team next year. You mentioned that, uh, that you don't think that the CCAA runners actually, actually get the, uh, the credit that is due, you know, that, that maybe they're a bit slower, but I mean, this past weekend, uh, we saw Trevor Hoffbauer who is uh, a former CCAA, uh, runner himself, uh, go on and win third at, at the, uh, at the cross country national championships. Um, how many do you do you think that he's a one-off, or or do you think that that there's more CCAA runners who will eventually, you know, kind of follow in his footsteps and and be really prevalent on the national scene? Um, yeah, I, I mean, seeing seeing him place as well as he did was uh, was pretty awesome. Uh, a guy who was in the CCAA, and I think, uh, oh, I know before Thomas Toth went down to. Uh, the states i know he was in the ccaa for one or two years i think as well um it's 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 pretty awesome to see uh guys like that i think there there will be more um once uh if you know if they can keep with the sport i mean i guess that's a problem with even guys in the cis you know once once their schooling's done and stuff like work and uh life kind of takes over i guess um yeah I mean the CCAA. A lot of the, a lot of the courses we run aren't overly quick, I guess compared to compared to some of like, what we ran at the uh, the Western Invite this year, mm-hmm. and for us that's considered a flat course. <laughs> where I know talking to other people that's considered a hilly course. Um, what I mean it it doesn't look the best when uh, I think at. Um, at our provincials, I think running, I think I won in like 26 something. And I mean, that course is just brutal <laughs> and it, it doesn't look the best, but I know if we were to have the opportunities to run on those fast courses, uh, you know, it would make the CCAA look a little bit better. 
For sure, for sure. So, I mean, uh, I think a lot of people know you as the guy running for Fanshawe, you know, running running that uh, cross-country distance. However, what people might not know or what they, what they may know if they've been following really closely is that you actually have uh, the fastest um, under-18 time at around the bay. Um, it was kind of a weird year. I, I think some people accept it, some people don't, but that, that longer distance, is, is that something that you are more concerned, more focused on? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, this, this year has been uh, a fairly large step up in mileage and just overall training, I guess. Last year, I think, um, in 2015, I think I ran about 6,000-ish kilometers and this year, I think I'm already well over a thousand kilometers more than that, and there's still a month left in the year. Um, definitely, the the marathon is something that I'm planning on doing this spring. And I know people say, "Oh, you're you're too young to do stuff like that," but I mean, if you're think during the cross country season, I had like 13 out of 14 weeks in a row. I was running like 100, 160, 170, 180 kilometers a week. And you get to a point where you get kind of used to that. Um, I mean, around the Bay was looking back on that. (laughs) I probably shouldn't have done that race just because I was having a lot of issues with my IT band and I didn't run for two weeks straight before that. And then I ran for three days and then just hopped in the race and said, you know what, let's, let's see what happens. Uh, I just remember limping through the warm ups because my IT band was still hurting, but I mean, I think now I'm a lot more experienced with doing higher mileage, um, and the marathon is something that's uh, that I'm definitely very drawn to and will most likely be uh, taking a crack at it in the spring. So you, you mentioned that uh, in the spring you're hoping to get on that uh, on on into a marathon. Do you have any in mind? Um. I was looking. I was looking at doing a Toledo. Um, I think that's late April, but I mean, it's it's still kind of up in the air. I guess um, I'm not sure where, and it's tough to guess. You know, time-wise, I mean, I have some lofty goals for myself, um, but I mean, going into a race like that, the longer the race, the more the more of an unknown factor there's going to be. So mm-hmm. it's. Uh, definitely going to be a challenge but i'm looking forward to it you've uh mentioned your your high mileage uh, i should mention that you you are on strava so people can follow you there um but you you've also mentioned uh training with ashley vandervecht um also you your club coach is, is steve weiler um who i mean like he's he's kind of come to prominence over the past couple of years i mean with with leslie running that excellent leslie sexton running that excellent uh marathon in toronto last year how how does the training uh complement um how does it all complement together you know with uh with ashley vanderbeck's training plan for you uh and steve weiler's training plan and uh and your um i would say probably bias towards more longer distance stuff oh well, i mean it's uh it's been pretty well i mean with london runner definitely the focus is more so kind of on the uh on the road stuff which i definitely prefer um and when we when we would be doing intervals, it would be kind of longer, more tempo style, which is kind of the same thing uh, we did during the fall with Fanshawe. Um, we did do a little bit of speed, but nothing too crazy, I guess. 
um, and just definitely doing doing aerobic work, a lot more aerobic work with the club, and then uh, transitioning over to Fanshawe. It felt it felt like it was a seamless transition, even though the uh, the scenery was a little bit different, and you know you're working with two different coaches. I feel like uh, they definitely complemented each other. So winning CCAA's this year obviously goes without saying that you are a student athlete. What about the other side of that equation, the the student part? How is juggling uh, school and running? Um, I mean, uh, it, I've been it's been better this year. Uh, last year, I just I would uh, I would have to drive um, basically like an hour to get to class and then an hour home. So this year, I was over at the Woodstock campus last year, mm-hmm. but this year just being at the main campus uh, definitely helps out. I mean, my uh, my Mondays are pretty terrible. I'm basically at school for uh, over 12 hours, so I think I have would have a two-hour break during my days, so I'd go out and run, and then I'd come home and then go, on, go out and run again. Uh, but the rest of my week, a lot more tame so uh definitely uh once i got once i got monday out of the way there's there's a lot more time to relax and get in the runs so you you've mentioned uh you know going for going for the marathon this spring but uh i mean if i'm not mistaken you still have a couple years more of eligibility all that sort of stuff so what's next are you planning on taking that eligibility or are you just uh, you know, looking ahead to maybe doing some road stuff, maybe doing some track stuff? Um, I'm probably going to have to say a no on the track stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, in terms of, uh, in terms of eligibility, um, I know, I know I used up a year at Western, which is, uh, well, it kind of sucks, but it is what it is. Um, I, and then three years at Fanshawe. So I do have one year of eligibility left, but, um, uh, I mean, academically, I don't think there's really much of a point for me going back to school just to, just for the sake of having another year of cross country. Um, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of school, I guess, but <laughs> I I was supposed to be done last year, um, and then this year was kind of like, oh, uh, I don't want to start working full time at 20 or 21, so I tried to find something that. Uh, complemented what I took the last two years at Fanshawe, which I managed to do. And then um, I think this this coming year, I mean, I'm going to be done school. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but uh, just going to play it by ear, I guess. He is Seth Marcaccio, and uh, hey, maybe maybe I'll see you around at the uh, at the London Distance Series this summer, but not exactly running uh, in a race, but maybe just hanging out. Uh, he is the CCAA champion, and uh, thanks a lot for being on the show this week, man. Oh, thanks. It was fun. Where to begin with my next guest? Yif Sikawabu knows a thing or two about adversity. Born in Rwanda in a volatile time, later going on to claim refugee status in Canada as a young adult. Yves has risen above it all, though, and is now a Canadian citizen and the 2016 U Sports male cross country champion. Okay, so watching that U Sports U uh, Sports championship race, it was it was really cool. I mean, uh, you went out for the first couple kilometers. There's a big pack, and then you just said, "Da, 
I'll go for it, and, and took off uh, running and uh, and built up a pretty good lead between uh, you and the group. I think Declan White went after you after a little while, but you just kept your kept your space out front. What were you thinking as you made that break? Oh, well, like, as you know, we have some speedster uh, in that group. So I was thinking in my head, I was like, before I started the race, I, I say, okay, I don't want to make a mistake to stay with the group until the last game to go because, you know, Corey Bermoy is the guy who has the wheels and other guys too. So I, I didn't want that to happen. I say, okay, I'm just going to take it off. Whatever happened, happened. And, and so did things work out exactly how you pictured them to? Uh, well, it turns out to be the way I wanted. I was like, I go out there and give all I got if I get tired. So I, everyone else is getting tired too as well. So finally it worked. And I was happy with that. Um, I just want to go quickly back to last week. You were you were running in, in Kingston and uh, it looked like you were hanging with that lead pack. Uh, but then you, you took a slip around the corner. Um, you know, did you think at any point in there that, oh, maybe maybe if I do this and this, I can get up to that front pack again? Well, like, at that point, like, when you're so tired and something like that happens, like, everything, it changed in your mind because I really wanted to make that team so bad. So when I fell, I was like, oh, here it goes again. But I tried to get up, but it was so hard to the group again but I, I really wanted to get back out there and then be with the group again but it didn't happen you're uh, you're training with uh, Felix Lapointe this year uh, which I mean like he has been a really great coach for uh, for CPT and obviously your team did really well what, what's it been like uh, training with, with Felix well the training it's, it's, it's good to be um, when I mean training can be good anywhere but it depends on who you're sharing the the training so i really like the teammate and how we train together like everything seems to to be just we having fun and that's why it's something that i really enjoy every day what people uh, might or might not know is, is that you actually spent some time at uh, at the university of guelph as well too um if you could you know maybe compare or, or contrast the the two types of of training styles of dave scott thomas and and Felix Lapointe, uh, you know, which, what, what is each coach about? Oh, well, well the, <laughs> it, it's a tough question to, uh, to say what, what is it different, but it, uh, it's almost the same thing, you know, it's the, those endurance workout we do, but uh, I think every, as you know, everyone is different. Maybe the way Felix approached the workout would be different than the way Dave approached the workout. But I think it's only me who has to make a difference between the two uh, different workouts or given to the coach. Um, so, of course, uh, you know, as as you're running in, in your U-Sports or, or CS, uh, CIS or whichever you prefer, uh, you're a student athlete. Um, how is how's the student part of that coming along? You know, how, how are you balancing school with your running? Well, like, it's always tough. It's always tough, but... Once you do both, you know, this is my fourth year. I've been student athlete. I've been in high school, so I'm getting used to it. It's a little bit challenged, but I would say it's going well. So once running is going well, it's always cool. It follows as well, I found. 
So, I mean, yeah, I think a lot of a lot of people listening to this show know that you have this this crazy backstory where you come from uh, Rwanda. Obviously, a lot of really bad things, political things were going on there, and uh, and you made your way here um, as as a member of their national junior team, uh, but also as a refugee. Um, a very, very much happier part of that story is when you received your Canadian Canadian citizenship uh, almost two years ago now. Uh, I have to ask, mm -hmm. what was the defining Canadian moment for you when, when you said, you know what, I like this place, this place is my home now? <laughs> well, I remember I actually cried at my ceremony when I was receiving a certificate for citizenship. It, it's just uh, it's, it's so emotional and it's something different because you'd be like, okay, I've been to this place, like you said, you have met new friends, new family, and everything has been new, but it has been great too as well. And then you take a moment and say, okay, this is the time that I accept this place as my home and from now on it's going to be my country and I will do anything for it. Mm -hmm. So it was a great moment to to think about and refresh back like, everything this country has done for me. At the time, you were taken in by a couple of doctors in Ottawa. What's your relationship like with them now? Oh yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> you know, technology today made everything so easier. Yeah, we pretty much talk every day, Facebook, you know, message. But uh, plus, my family is there, so. Um, it's a place I would go every two weeks, I guess, to visit and see friends. I uh, I read that just after you uh, got your refugee status, you you were spending some time uh, in a shelter, but you kept up with your with your running. Um, what what was your big motivating factor for for keeping up with it with your running through those through those times? Uh, well, the, actually, this is the one thing helped me. Uh, through running, like uh, when I was new in the city, uh, it was discovered the places. Like you don't have time to take bus to bus. Sometimes you miss your stop. So what I did, it was just you run straight, and then you come back straight. You know where you start, and and then the next day you pick another destination. So I would say in less than a month, I knew every single street in New Ottawa, and I think that kept me going and running. Mm -hmm. Do you know every single street in? Uh... In Quebec City yet? Hey boy, so far, yeah, so far we say yeah. Oh, okay, all right. I still, I still do Sam. Perfect, perfect. So uh, coming up is is the CIS indoor season. Um, you know, maybe give me a look. What what uh, what distances are you running, and and maybe what goals do you have? Uh, well, the I want to uh, move on to three thousand fifteen hundred. Um, where, as you know, the last three years was just doing a K15 and 4x8, but this year I think we're going to be focusing more on 3,500. Um, I have to say, you're probably pretty close to having your, your eligibility, uh, you know, finishing up, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so what's what's next? Mm -hmm. What's what's after school? What what are the plans then? Uh, well, I got to school, you know, I'm... I'm I'm trying to uh, finish my school first and I've been working on uh, my foundation to see if I can help, you know, there's many kids in Rwanda who grow up the same way I did. So 
I'm trying to organize that with a couple of friends and see, you know, once I'm done school, maybe I'll be able to help uh, those kids through the foundation. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's really fantastic. We'll we'll definitely be keeping our eye on that. And uh, hey, anything that we can do uh, to get the word out there, anything that we can do uh, to help you out, uh, just just feel free to feel free to let me know, man. No, that would be great. It would be something. He's a uh, Sikawabu. He won the U Sports, the very first U uh, Sports men's cross country championship, and uh, really looking forward to what you do in the indoor season this year. Thanks a lot for being on the show, man. Thanks for having me. Well, that wraps up another edition of the Terminal Mile. Big thanks to my guests this week, Eves and Seth, as well as to Tracky for their ongoing support, and to you for listening. You can find us online on Twitter at The Terminal Mile, as well as on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and, of course, Tracky.ca. Thanks again for listening. This has been The Terminal Mile, a Tracky Radio production.